Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is round nine all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, do you have a highlight of the week past? Well, I've got Carlton to thank for this one, I think. Um, All the headlines are about um, Daisy Thomas calling the uh, umps a a fucking cheat. The boundary umpire called him a fucking cheat. And uh, the pressure's on... Bolton to get sacked. So the highlight is that it's not North, <laughs> not uh, north. under this sort of pressure. Um, because Brad Scott in the past has uh, come under a fuck ton of pressure and he's also uh, obliquely critiqued the umpires and uh, got fined for it. So uh, a, the highlight is it's not him. Uh, he got a massive fine too from him. It was like 30 grand or something, wasn't it? I, honestly, I can't remember what he said. Yeah. I remember it was one of those ones where in the past it would have been fine and if he was in the media yeah. it would be fine. I remember what he said. He said that uh, one of the umpires said that he won't get a free kick, being he being Lindsay Thomas, because he's a ducker. And he said it because one of the other um, uh, officials at North told him that the umpire said that. Problem was, the official didn't really <laughs> hear that. He was paraphrasing, <laughs> and that's where the trouble began. But anyway, it was a massive fine. I remember it was 30-odd. It might have been half suspended or something like that. So I wonder what days you'll get at the uh, MRO, or no, tribunal tomorrow. Well, I think they, they should really actually sit down and, and debrief him and find out what he knows, because if anyone knows anything <laughs> about cheating, it's going to be someone from Carlton. Yeah, definitely. Fine, definitely, definitely. All right, Brenton, so usually we ask for your highlight of the week, but I've got a couple that I need to ask you about. Yeah. Um, we'll start off with the more uh, topical, and uh, Bob Hawke um, pulled up stumps over the weekend. Yep, he's done. He's uh, put the bat in the air, walked and, off. And everyone's uh, put out their yard glasses in, in memory of him. Yeah. Um, Labor couldn't pull it through for a win, for a victory for, for him. Well, fuck, they tried their best to lose that one, didn't they? That they was, didn't even uh, go to the polls wearing armbands, and I reckon that lost it for them. Well, I mean, if they had just, like, Bill Shorten had come out, I mean, I'm guessing he didn't scull a yard glass, because no, uh, I didn't no. watch any of the mainstream media. I didn't I mention, but... If all the uh, people handing out how-to-vote cards handed out yard, yardies instead, yeah. done. fuck me, you yeah. would... They'd be actually elected twice. Yeah, well, here's, here's one thing. When, when I did have a brief conversation for six hours with uh, Bob, at a, actually, no, so I was supposed to tell a silent story. If you haven't heard our gambling stories, I remember one time when I was a, a croupier at uh, Crown Casino, when you're dealing like the Harlow's rooms in the, the private salons and whatnot, most of the nights you're just walking around the main floor of mahogany, just pushing in chairs and picking up waitresses, picking up cups, sorry. <laughs> picking up waitresses. waitresses. Uh, Let it that bit out, sorry. Well, uh, <laughs> Girlfriend was a waitress. Exactly. Point, so. <laughs> that <laughs> um, works. Um, little Girl, Freudian slip. friends. <laughs> um, and yeah, so generally they'll say, your player's coming this time and this is going to be the limit. They'll give you like a little debrief about how the game likes to be run. And so this was like a busy, busy night on a Wednesday or something, midweek like that. 
And I was just walking around pushing in chairs. And then the pit boss comes up and he's like, oh, Brenton, uh, yeah, we've got a very important guest that's coming in, uh, going to play blackjack. And high rollers don't ever play blackjack. Right. It's shit odds, basically. Yeah. They play buckara. Uh, a little bit of roulette just because of the good payoff. I thought blackjack was moderate odds. No, nah, it's pretty terrible. Okay. Pretty terrible, yeah. Um, and then, so I'm like, oh, blackjack, that's interesting. So generally it means a white guy. And um, so I'm walking around and then I'm going to my table and I see... Bob Hawk walking in the door. I'm like, yep. hey, shit, Freddie, this is Bob Hawk. He's like, yep, yep, that's <laughs> your player. Freddie's your boss. <laughs> Freddie's yeah. your boss, yeah. yeah. He's like, yep, that's, that's your player. And I was like, oh, fucking yes. I'm like, all right, sweet, what's the limits? He's like, $5. <laughs> $5 blackjack in mahogany room. Yeah, well. With a table to himself. In fairness, he would have, uh, the crown would have come out ahead just for the booze bill. I guess so. Oh, absolutely. When you've got a legitimate Guinness World Record for uh, swill and booze, yeah. you get to set your own limits. Exactly. And I did, of course, well, ask him about gambling that. Gambling limits, at least. Yes. I did ask him about that, and he said that he did own the, the yard glass and the pint glass record as well. Right. And he's like, eh, some bastard beat the pint glass record uh, a few years ago. And he's like, I always wanted to go back and try and polish it off again <laughs> and get that one back. <laughs> See, that's one thing I love about Bob Hawke. When you get celebrities, they always talk about, oh, here's the inimitable Paul Keating. Bob Hawke wasn't. He, everyone could imitate Bob Hawke. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I always wanted to go back and uh, try the that pint again. And, and, yeah. and now we're talking, what, 2010, 2011? No, nah, later than that would have been... Uh, 2012? Actually, yeah, yeah probably 2012. Really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Fuck, time's gone. We're not talking 20 years ago. We're, we're no. talk, he was yeah. still 70-whatever he was. He was fucking struggling. <laughs> gotta be honest. It was really struggling. Like He was playing... like. Anywhere between two and five hands at once, and we'd have to backtrack through the hands. Be like, "Hey, um, what what did I have back there?" I'm like, "You yeah. had uh, six or 16. Oh, did I sit on that? I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> fucking dumb move." <laughs> so we'd be like, "Can I can I hit on that one?" And I'm like, "He hasn't played another card since then." Yeah. Like, "All right, fuck it. What do I care? It's five dollar backjack." Yeah. <laughs> and so we we spent the, the whole night just going up and down the board trying for him to remember what what fucking <laughs> total he had. But then I throw in the old, oh, what's that one there? Uh, that's the old Tom Mix there, Bob. Ah, oh, Tom Mix. Ah, oh, that brings me back. I'm like, yep, hit a few of them in Nan's backyard, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a chat about trade unions. I told him I was from the countries. He fucking loved that. And then he, he gave uh, me his... Now, uh, now, one thing I remember, again, he's old, uh, but you mentioned Broken Hill. He goes, oh, good labor seat, Broken Hill. Good, good labor trade seat, that one. Fucking oath. Exactly. Still new. Yep. And uh, jotted my name down in his little notebook in case I ever needed a favour for him in Sydney and took him up. Fuck, I let that one expire. <laughs> Never like, shit. I don't know. I don't know if, it, like, I don't know if it's in his will. or. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you could have called him up the next day. You would have forgotten. Gonna I was going to say. who's executing his will because I, I might be in there. <laughs> I was say, there is probably a 24-hour window of that favour, <laughs> I, I would have thought as well. Yeah, but he was not going good then. So I'm amazed that he lasted this long. But yeah, having a beer for Bob tonight, that's for sure. Yeah, it's good old. I bet you hear a few of those stories come out now about the, somebody who had a drinking session with him and, yeah. uh, you know, everybody had a good time when he was around. Yep. We yeah, sat the table by himself and just drank whiskey, beer, and smoked Davidoff cigars, basically. <laughs> now, the other story is you sent us a weird message during the week that we have to bring up and ask, and I haven't talked to you about it since, purely yeah. because I wanted to talk on the <laughs> podcast. So you went out for dinner with the, the girlfriend and her mum. Well, her mum and her mum's boyfriend and... Her brother, her brother's girlfriend, and her cousin who's in town from Hawaii. Radio, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, for some reason, my girlfriend's Vietnamese heritage. Her mum doesn't speak English like, at all. Um, <laughs> for some reason, every time we go out for dinner or a meal, she brings me boxer shorts. <laughs> 
I have no idea why. But <laughs> maybe she's trying to keep time, your sperm count up or something. I have no idea why. But it's not like they're not like crap ones. They're like Lacoste and they're, Calvin Klein. Say, they're decent. They're, they're not good boxer shorts. They're no Kmart job. But the thing is, I can't speak to her, so I have no idea why. And <laughs> like, I don't want to seem ungrateful, so I don't have another opportunity to figure out why the fuck she keeps wearing your boxer shorts. Maybe she just wants to see your dick. Well, that's something. Is she expecting a picture? Because, you know, <laughs> maybe later. I really fucking want to see the outcome of that. It's like, here you go, um, whatever her name is. Here's a picture of my dick in the boxes. Nat. Nat. Uh, I think it's Nya. Nya. Nya, Nya, Have you asked your girlfriend? Nya. Have you asked the girlfriend what's the story? Uh, I tried, but she's just like, ah, just as a present. I'm like, well, where did it come from? She's like, I don't know. Like, well, how does she have, like, what the fuck? Does she go out and buy these every time we have dinner or something? Is this like, did you tell her something? I she don't know. just have a warehouse and yeah, she's getting rid of fault? them one by one. Well, the thing is, she was, uh, obviously. Is she smuggling in Coke in she them? Doesn't, she doesn't speak much English. She did work like sweatshop little sort of jobs yep. for a while, where basically what happened was some dodgy vets where they'd go steal clothes from a certain brand, yep. then they bring them to their place, they take the tags off, put new tags on them and put them in the actual Viet shop. Right. So, so she'd basically rebirth, I don't know, backless tops or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my missus would go through the house, like it's in suburban Springvale, so they're actual houses that got like racks and racks and racks and shit of shit in yeah. there. And my girlfriend would go through there and pull out all the cool shit. And she's like, oh, I got your clothes. <laughs> so it's not uncommon that clothes just rock up out of nowhere right. and no one knows where they are and they're not going to tell me. That's sure as fuck. But jocks... Boxes, yep. I don't know. There's Every hot... time you go out for a dinner, yep. There's a lot of hot fucking Lacoste and CK boxes on the market. Apparently, it's flooded. You know so what I'm I'd getting find, for free? Find hilarious is if she thought this was a cultural thing on your end. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she's, I mean, what the she's fuck? read papers and it's like, oh, you know, jocks and socks again for Christmas. Oh, so typical. And she's Ooh, like, that's what they do. Well, that's what the white folk like. Well, I don't know. Remember there was some bad propaganda in the Vietnam War. And they're like, those white guys they stink. They say, you know what they are. I remember doing hearing stories about how they could tell where the Americans were because they'd always put aftershave on. So maybe that was. White people were known as being smelly or something. Could be. Maybe just like South Park, she found out that it was like a uh, white fox very big penis. Very big penis. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say the underpants names. Yeah. She's trying to replace. <laughs> um, it is funny though because I know my in-laws. Like uh, years and years ago, I went on eBay and bought um, used casino cards from yep. um, the MGM, the Mirage, and the Bellagio. Yep. Because they're the casinos that they rob in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. And they're two bucks on eBay or whatever, yeah. you know, plus five bucks places. You're laughing. Yeah. So I had three decks of cards from those casinos. I thought, oh, that's good enough. Yeah. Next 10 years, I reckon they bought me casino cards. From, oh, fuck. They were traveling around and I get them from Dublin, from Shit. Canada. And I'm like, I guess I collect casino cards yeah. now. <laughs> and the worst, worst part is a lot, most people think that the quality that you use in a casino must be like the best, the best, but they no, are the worst, the worst. It's the get cheapest. thrown out all yeah. the time. Like, mm. Especially in Baccarat, the cards literally get ripped up and like bent and folded in half and all sorts of shit. They're crap. Yeah, I just wanted them because it was out of that movie. I thought it was funny. Yeah. And I probably had a voucher or some shit. Yep. Yeah. It's usually how it works. Yeah. What would be the best brand of cards? Bicycle? No. Uh, Copags are usually yeah. pretty good. Copags? Yeah, yeah Copags. Especially one's built for poker, like home poker, because they get lots of wear and tear. Yeah. Yep. So I'm trying to think, like bend chemists. the fuck out of them. Yeah. That movie dealt, that guy had like thousands of packs of cards. I can't remember what brand they were. Uh, yeah, I, if he's he, American, it's likely to be bicycle. Yeah, but also he wants ones that are like a more pronounced print yeah. on the number so you can feel them. Yeah, because he's yeah. blind. Yeah. Huh. Um, amazing card tricks, though. Yeah, fucking dude. Straight up genius, though. They're like, like they're saying. Uh, who was it? What are you, Penn and Teller, where that card trick, they're like, the only reason we know how you did this was because. We know the guy who... Yeah, we know the guy who invented it. Yeah, yeah. he had to be in jail for eight years. Yep. Something like that. Yeah, but just uh, the way he does it, fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, if you're looking... That's on Netflix, isn't it? 
Uh, yeah, I got a feeling there's, so. yep. there's a Ricky J documentary on there as well, which is worth watching. Mm-hmm. He died, I think, about uh, six months ago. Right. Ricky J, one yep. of the best card magicians you've ever seen. Yep. He was in Deadwood and all that. But yeah, if you're looking for those docos, do both. I like those because you know what they're doing. You know it's sleight of hand. Yeah, yeah. But even when you're yeah. watching, you're just like, oh, it's how? Yeah. Yeah, because they're the best in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah just unbelievable. And uh, I think anyone that's uh, put that much time to a skill, you can appreciate it. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. Just no, play I, fucking cards with them. I, I, I love a bit of uh, stage magic as well. It's great. All right. I, I still get two little dicky birds on people. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to explain that one another time. Um, go to the footy. Uh, Friday night, West Coast Eagles in Melbourne um, over in uh, WA. This was, everyone was predicting carnage in this one, but Melbourne stood up. I mean, it wasn't pretty, um, but they did enough to say that they weren't going to be pushed over. And I think Melbourne's brand of football at the moment has to be not pretty because they're, the skill <laughs> level that they thought they had, they do not have at the, all. Uh, pretty is not really in their vocabulary. Yeah. And, and I think we're going to say this for about four or five games over the weekend. They hung with them, and they were in with a shot until yep. uh, they just couldn't hang with them for four quarters. And the final quarter, six yep. goals to one, blows the margin out a little bit. It does, but there's positives to take out of that as a Melbourne fan and how their team performed because they showed they could do it. To sustain that sort of effort that was required to beat West Coast over there is always going to be very, very difficult. But they proved yeah. that it's not insurmountable. They can see where they fell short. It's not just a, a full-on, holy fuck, we were just too just overdone. We don't know where we went wrong. But haven't Melbourne had a few too many honourable losses to be the um, top four candidate we wanted them uh, to be? No. I, I don't think they've had honourable losses. They've had losses. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is... I think this is really the first honourable one. Yeah, well, we've come we've come this far in the season that I've totally forgotten my preseason predictions, and yeah. so like there's total some bias. I'm like, there's no way I tipped them as top four, surely, but I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, I think I was I undersold them, but I still had them in the top eight. Um, but we'll do a uh, uh, a running count of our um, preseason no, yep. uh, in uh, in a couple of rounds once the bias start. Yep. Um, so so like three measure rounds off that one. Yeah, pretty close to it. Pretty close. Um, Liam Bryan. Puts in a strong contender for Mark of the Year. Oh, heck out of the year. I thought you were going, <laughs> going for the Mr. Burns. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, standard for, for those. Like Hunter S. Thompson, basically. Those lads over Fourth there. Fourth, I picked Melbourne. Fuck. All right. <laughs> yeah, we all had them top four. Yeah. Oh, did we? Did I have them top four as well? Uh, all three of us had them fourth. <laughs> there you go. I regret that already. Yep. Um, it's, uh, it's not a bad grab, but uh, oh, Brucey McAvaney, the first time I've seen him have a go at a player. He had a go at uh, Vardy. Did he? Well, because uh, Ryan's taking the screamer uh, over Maxi Gorn. Yeah, that's a fair enough. That's not a bad effort. Yeah. Maxi Gorn's given Vardy a bath on the night, and uh, Vardy's gone to rub it into Maxi. Oh, and right. uh, Brucey did not like that at all. Fucking, I don't know what's. Uh... He's getting angry in his old age, old Bruce. Oh, shit, he's struggling to find like a new, you know, a team, a team Bruce fan club yeah. fucking delegate or candidate. Well, this was Friday night, so you know maybe he's got uh, a whole bunch of money in franking credits, and he was just fucking worried about Saturday. <laughs> and he might be in much better mood now. I, I'd guarantee that'll be true. Yep, <laughs> he definitely didn't want to see that happen. He's he's happy to go around for another year now, old Bruce. But yeah, it was just a uh, very out of character for him. Um, in accuracy in front of goal as well really cost Melbourne uh, again this year. But I mean, uh, they weren't skillful enough. But uh, big JK kicks four goals straight. Uh, meanwhile, Melbourne kicked nine goals, 15. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It's not pretty. Um, at all, but, I mean, you had to sort of expect it with the uh, forward-line talent they bled in the off-season with Hogan going. Yeah, but it's it's a common story this year for a lot of teams, inaccuracy, even with set shots. It's been a horrible year for it. Yeah, yeah and it, it, there's zero reason for it. Like, uh, you could argue, all right, players are running more now, maybe they're a little bit more tired, but you, a basic set shot 
shouldn't be missed by professional footballers. Yeah. It's like yeah. uh, missing – if you're 30, 40 out, uh, reasonable angle, it should be like free, throw, free throws for basketballers. Yep. Yeah. Uh, should be 90%. Bread and butter. Yeah. But so often we see them shank it. I Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised that um, – do they take those set shots from 25, 30 out, do they take them too seriously? Because they yeah. should be just, you know, off two steps. Yeah, no worries. It's like the three-foot putt. Yeah, just mm. walk up, knock it in. Yeah. Um, but they don't. They have to go through the whole routine. And I think sometimes that might put them under even more pressure. Yeah. And then there's the opposite, where they're on the boundary, like, ah, oh, just go around the corner and smash yeah, this. you're free. Fucking idiot. Yeah. yeah. Drop point, mate. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know how much time they spend on it. Maybe some players go out and shoot 100 shots a night. Maybe some others just yeah. don't. I really think that they don't, and yeah. we'll get to it when we come up to the Frio game, because even uh, Ross Lyon said after the game that some of these boys need to go practice goal shooting on their own time. I'm like, nah, bastard, no. it's, it's your job. Yeah, yeah. fucking oath, You tell them what to practice well, and when. When they clock in, or you say, you're not finished yet, uh, yeah. you kick 100 goals, and then you can get the fuck out of here. Well, Going back to basketball, how, how many shots do you think guys like Jordan and Steph Curry took? At a training session, yeah, yeah, all yeah, of them. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> at, a, at a training session, I mean, literally hundreds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. granted, footy's a bit of a longer distance kick, but I, I think kicking a hundred shots at goal at a training session. Well, I know it's uh, Stewie Jew. Um, somebody was saying about him, even in his Port Adelaide days, like when training finished, he went out and did a hundred more. Yeah. Hundred, like literally a hundred shots of goal, and he'd take you know the physio guy out with him or whoever was willing to stand at the other end, or he'd do a hundred uh, torpies, you know, yeah. um, just because you know what else is he going to do with his time? Mm. You got to wait till the pie is cooked, don't yeah. you? Um, well, yeah, he's not he's not running laps. No, exactly. He he knows what his job is. I mean, mind you, if you're a, a big forward like him, you'd say to the coach, "All right, coach, uh, rather than do the run laps bit, I'll just shoot 100 shots." And you'd be like, "Fuck yeah, it's your job, mate." Yeah, I'm, well, not, he... I'm not wanting you to run back and forth all day. Well, actually, you, haven't, you haven't played for us for four years, mate. Don't give a fuck what you do. Well, he probably did. Actually, he was doing a lot of kicking out for full back back in those days. So he's yeah. probably just sitting in the goal square, seeing if he can land it in the center circle. Yeah, it's good school to have. And why well, wouldn't he, you? He did have a long fucking boot, didn't he? He did. All right, on to uh, Collingwood and the Saints on uh, Saturday. Um, it's it's a shame that this margin was 40 points because Saints were in it. Again, same as the other game, um, right up until the final quarter where um, they just ran out and Collingwood well, had too many guns. It is a shame because uh, it means that Collingwood had it easy and there's no real pressure on anyone there. So oh, you play them this week, do you? No, no. Uh, yeah. so, um, <laughs> but all the, uh, all the talk then is about Grundy and the war chest. Yeah. So, <laughs> fuck me. And the, the thing is, he absolutely deserves to be one of the highest paid players in the comp. Yeah. For some like big men normally take uh, till twenty six, twenty seven to mature, and he is the best big man going around yep. this season. Yeah, yep, uh, comfortably. Yep. I'd say Gorn's the only one in the conversation, but he's got him yep. covered. I'm, yeah, yeah. Well, I said neither of them would make all Australian, and I, I was you were wrong. Pretty, pretty, <laughs> feeling pretty good after three or four rounds. I thought, yeah, McAvoy's doing well, but McAvoy's third best. Yeah. I, these, these two are clearly um, head and shoulders above. Well, Grundy to me plays uh, a lot similar to. Um, Oh, what's his fucking face? Uh, Sydney Ruck Rover uh, got booed. Oh, Adam Goods. Goods, yeah, yeah. Blanked for a second there. Plays a similar sort of style in that he's highly mobile. Yeah, and he's a, he's you know Dean Cox. Or, he's a or, decent, reliable kick too. Yeah, he is very much so. But he's um, no Sean Greg. <laughs> he's no Sean Greg. <laughs> um, he, he's not slow of mind, and you know no, when it's yeah. time to. I've got to give it. There's the option. I give it. Yeah. You know, and that's a big advantage. I think he's, as well. he's an aware ruckman. Which yep. is yeah, yeah, very much. Find, yeah, which is impossible to find. And yeah. he's so, a generational player. So if uh, if Collingwood convince him to take less than a million a year, f- 
they need to look at hypnosis yeah. or some shit because that's fucking terrible. But honestly, you could see it happening though. Could you? Yeah. Because it, it's Collingwood, and yeah. you know there's extra opportunities there at Collingwood, and um, you know they're in prime fucking uh, premiership windows. Yeah, but apparently there is a, a possibility that he might want to go back to SA, and yeah. if there's even a remote chance, and uh, Adelaide and Port aren't throwing oh, crazy numbers at him, of course they. Like, uh, look, I, I think Source Jacobs is. Top player, and I think uh, Paddy Ryder and uh, Lysette. Yep, at Port. Yeah, yep. two very good ruckmen. But uh, if Grundy I'd, was available, you make trade room. both at them. Yeah. yeah, like uh, here we'll trade you Vardy. Uh, sorry, trade you Vardy too. Fuck it, we'll uh, steal him. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll trade you Lysette and Ryder for Grundy. Yeah, and I wouldn't do it if I was Collingwood yeah. either. <laughs> you just wouldn't. Shit, no. And Grundy would go. All right, win some games, then we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, are, are you a little bit concerned that? You know, a marquee player is being shopped around, and North Melbourne's not in the conversation. Oh, it'll happen! Like there is <laughs> literally zero chance that North aren't mentioned. Even if North have no intention, if you're the well, player manager, you're going. Yeah, North, well, are, North are interested. They said they moved to fucking Adelaide for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the other bold strategy of going there and throwing huge cash didn't work. So maybe they're just flipping it this year and going, "Well, let's just go the other way, play a bit shy, yeah, and uh, Mate, wait for them to come to us." We'll only offer you four hundred, save some money. <laughs> you see, actually, the thing is, they were. I'll be able to spend some money because I saved all the money last year because uh, no one came. Well, I've heard they've changed tack. Um, there's been a few rumours of uh, a couple of uh, footballers in, in the in the system that um, bat the other side. So North oh, are actually, Bitcoiners. Yeah. <laughs> so North are actually just trying to hire the hot gay dudes now uh, <laughs> to hopefully attract them that way because <laughs> it worked well for the uh, AFLW. Who, who, who's North Melbourne got? The hot and gay? No one yet, but they're working on it. Oh, working right. On it. I thought you were about it to drop well. some bombshells yeah. on <laughs> so It worked well for the AFLW, so they figured, fuck it, run with that. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, they didn't have much of a choice Yeah, when it comes to the AFLW. They're batting 70%. We had some straight players. I mean, we also had some with crew cuts yeah. uh, that were... were Anyways. Out now, not straight, but uh, they played fucking well. Yeah, let's, let's move on. Um, AFLW needs more lesbians. They were top-notch. Yep. <laughs> I'll try again. <laughs> um, so back on the lesbians. 11 goals, four, up to three-quarter time is damn good kicking um, from uh, Collingwood. Um, and I do like that uh, once they've got a few goals in front, Jaden Stevenson's 70 out. It's got, ah, oh, fuck this, go in the barrel. Fucking oath. Let's have a look at it. Shit-ass barrel it was too, but it got it. Yeah, it was a wobbly old, like, Covered the distance. not good form. So I still don't know how the fuck he got it. And it just sort of makes me think that maybe we've been doing the torpies wrong this whole time. They've got to be mongrels. I could nail them with like perfect spinning rotation and they didn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, I, I could never really get onto them either. I could uh, certainly not um, control it for a shot of goal. No, no. I was decent with a drop punt. I could pinpoint that one, but torpies, no fucking chance. I liked them out of fullback because it didn't matter if you fucking sprayed it. You're just, <laughs> no, it, it, it did. No, it did. No, no, <laughs> no. Because you had a fucking gun midfield, they just clean it up. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I was like, fucking drop the shit out of this. And it's like, we've got a couple of all Australian midfielders running around. Fucking sweet. My uh, my trick at, at trading used to be drop uh, drop kicks from 50. Oh, yep. I yep. could make oh. the distance, but I could never get the them simos. through. The, yep. <laughs> I could never get them through the goals, but I could make the distance. But it only ever come out at training. Um, so, yeah, Collingwood uh, going on. It was, this was an honourable loss, again, for the Saints. But end of the day, there's just too many uh, winners across the ground for Collingwood. Yep. Um, possibly match of the well, definitely match of the round, and possibly one of the better games of the year. Um, Brisbane Lions hosting Adelaide. Um, yeah, I thought this was an absolute cracker. I really love watching this game. Well, yeah, I thought, I'm on the Fagan train. I think he's uh, got a team together that can play very fucking attractive football. Can they? Well, was... And uh, oh, there's no one in that team I hate. I, I want to because they're going to 
do a lot of damage this year, but I kind of like them. I like the way they play, like like the blokes. See, I expected that performance out of Brisbane, but I didn't expect that performance out of Adelaide. I was more impressed with yeah. their ability to stay in for four four quarters and almost pull that pull that uh, victory out of defeat. Well, I think they won three on the trot leading into this game, mm. but I reckon I've tipped against them in all three. Um, yeah. I still haven't been impressed by them, but no. they've been doing enough to win. Yeah. Um, and this one, I mean, they're only down by a point. I'm no. fucking concerned. I just found one of my wife's hairs in your beard. Yeah. And it looks like a short one. I think that's one of your son's hairs, but... <laughs> oh, they've both got blonde hair. That, that makes it better. <laughs> don't, don't know why your son's down there on your white... Oh. <laughs> I can only apologise. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Adelaide, I thought, this is a really good performance away from home against a team that uh, I felt was too quick to, to, for Adelaide to, uh, to execute some their control game plan, basically. Um, also interesting out of this weekend as well was Josh Jenkins coming out some out reports saying not happy yep. with Adelaide and being linked to Hawks take him yeah yep. <laughs> sit him in the goal square why not Ruffy's going to be done the, the dude can run I mean that was yeah. his best he just doesn't like to <clears throat> no he, that's why he gets the out of, uh, goal of the goals from the goal square he's a hard worker Yeah, but uh, I think he kicked a bag in the sample this week yeah he did um, which is uh, he's still I mean he's making his case to come back in I reckon they need him back in, to be honest. But um, something else up there, yeah. Well, what's keep, who's keeping him out really is Tom Tom Lynch. Tom yeah. Lynch has been one of Adelaide's best over the last month. Yeah, oh, I think Keith. Yeah, he plays he's full back. Full I don't back, think yeah. he's really <laughs> keeping him out. He's been one of his best, is what I'm saying. They've been one of, one of the best. Yeah, actually. Keith's yeah. been really impressive. Um, but obviously, it hurts with Charlie Cameron having some little star moments in there, kicking nice little snaps. Yeah, um, three goals, five though. Yeah, <laughs> still he's getting the front of the ball in the forward line. That's not Absolutely what you want to see. Is, yeah, especially for a guy who should be doing like eight possessions uh, a game. Yeah, basically it, making him count. He did get a lot of the ball, and it, uh, especially when you think there are a couple of good um, small backmen uh, for um, uh, for Adelaide, like uh, Rory Laird and. Um, I think Kelly plays down there a fair bit as well. Um, some of them have got to be more defensive, I think, uh, rather than trying to rack up um, posies moving forward because uh, somebody like Charlie Cameron doesn't need much room and he can really take you apart. And he yeah. almost did. If he was more accurate with his snaps, he, he might have. Yeah. I mean, I think it was hard to tell from watching this game about how they're basically how their forward line defended when they were defending like how deep do yeah. they go back and then mount an attack because mm. it seemed like they were short a defender in, the, in their full back line yeah Lockie Neal with 39 touches again um, accumulators do get uh, attention from umpires yeah is it time to move Lockie Neal from a dark horse to a front runner uh, he's been my front runner for you think, know the past month I think he month. has to be because he, he's getting votes in just about every match yeah, uh, he, I don't think he's been stopped very much. And uh, somebody uh, I saw during the week is tracking his numbers versus Tom Mitchell's last year. Yeah. And Lockie Neal's got him covered, you know, not by yeah. much, but Jesus Christ, you don't need to. Yeah. Those kind of numbers pumping out. Um, plays Frio this week. It'll be very interesting how uh, his reception goes back home. But uh, I, I dare say he's not going to care. It's going to be no. terrible because it's Frio. I would hope so. But well. uh, I, I can't see them stopping him, no. to be fair. Um, he's uh, absolutely running hot. Um, and it helps that he's got other guys around him who are dangerous, like Zorko and Rich, because then you can't... It's not shut yeah. down Neil yep. and, and we win. It's shut down Neil. Fuck, that other bastard's got out. Well, and then we've got, got McCluggage as well. He's having, uh, well, his best season to date. Uh, by a mile, yes, yeah. He, he he's really turning damaging. Super dangerous. Yep. Well, Mitch Robinson's had two good games on the, on the trot as well. He's starting to hit some form. He's doing all right. Yeah, and I almost pretty much wrote him off after the season. I thought he was done. He, you never um, write him off for Endeavour. Well, he's always got endeavour. True, he's always yeah. Not going, the sharpest going, going tool. Going nose first into the contest, 
In the bag. <laughs> All right, on to uh, the Cats and the Bulldogs down at uh, Goomba Stadium. Um, again, 44 points is really not quite that fair, um, considering the Bulldogs were well into it, um, even at three-quarter time. But it's just so potent is that Geelong side that one little flex and you know, there's another couple of goals. Yeah, it's, um, it seems like whenever Danger gets injured, he passes his strength on to other players. <laughs> uh, and it just fucking weird he gets injured every match, pretty much. But, um, yeah, it, it looked like Geelong were a little bit discordant for a couple of quarters, like doing enough. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, nah, we were just fucking Yeah, yeah just pacing themselves, weren't they? They, they, yeah. they knew it was four quarters. Yeah, don't worry about it. No, they got a couple. Don't worry about it. We got this. It's almost like all-star game every week. Where they just piss about for the first three quarters, and then they're like, "All right, it's time to time to put this one to bed." And away they go. I mean, they still had eleven goals in the first half. You know, they're just playing with it a little bit. Um, yeah, but uh, the Bulldogs showed they had some fight. You know, and uh, they had some winners around the ground. Um, yeah, but oh, this this Geelong side, I just I can't see where the next loss is coming from. Uh, but it's got to be implosion, doesn't it? It's the only hope you've really got. Yeah, yeah drugs. Drugs yeah. is really, uh, it, it is Geelong. Yeah. Uh, meth. That's about the only chance um, they've they got to get lose. Wine, basically. Is Geelong known for its wine? Uh, no, but they've got Ablett down there. And once nice. they get to the water, he starts, you know, <laughs> crosses himself. And there you have it. <laughs> Bell's Beach suddenly. Has <laughs> it been two weeks now since he's thrown an elbow? Uh, one. One week. One week. Well, yeah. oh, shit, we've got to change the sign. I just wanted him to throw another one and just well, give the finger to, to the fucking, camera. Trying, trying to get suspended. He's got something very important to do <laughs> uh, coming up. He's still uh, bobbed up for a couple more goals. I think he's averaging two, two and a half goals a game or something like that. Yeah. He's yeah. having an all right year for the 36-year-old or whatever yeah. he is. And we're talking about accuracy, 28 scoring shots and 21 of them are goals. It's yeah. Fucking great. Well, it's that ground. You, no matter where you got the ball, you're always dead in front because well, that skinny. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, the Bulldogs, uh, th- this is okay for them. I mean, they were never going to win, but yeah. But again, it was blown away in the final quarter. Yeah. Um, on to Essendon and the Dockers. Uh, we already given the Dockers a slight little mention. Um, it was tough going, uh, this game, and, and very in- inaccurate and a little bit lifeless. Yeah. I feel like the life came into the game w- right at the end when Frio started to get a few dodgy decisions and Essendon fans were ready to riot. And I love to see it. I beautiful. Mean, I was... I'm- I'm a fan of manufactured entertainment, yep. whether it be bad umpiring or like overzealous fans. I am all for it. To be fair, these are two of the most overzealous fans in the comp. Yeah, like, Frio supporters aren't afraid to hit their own team with anchors. This is true. I love how like our, my entire Frio experience is through Reddit. Yeah, um, yeah. All I've heard of the allegedly's of, of the Frio fan base, but they sound rabid and uh, something I can really grow to hate. Yeah, um, they've they've had a few incidences over in the West, but yeah. what I loved about this one is you could argue that. Uh, Essendon were absolutely robbed last week because of Ramby climbing the goalpost. Yeah. There were some harsh decisions the week before on Anzac Day. This was going to be three in a row. I tipped Essendon to win. God damn, I was cheering for Frio. <laughs> and I wanted it to be a dodgy free kick. I wanted it to be a you know a, a dive that got paid or, you know... A, Down the field or something. Anything. I was hoping for anything. Um, I just wanted to see it because it was going to be absolutely beautiful. But, um, nah, they just they hung on. Um Sadly. Sadly, yeah. I just see an interesting stat about uh, Waller when he kicks uh, one goal or something like that and Eston usually win. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, anytime he's kicked a goal, they've won. Yeah. I don't they on the broadcast or hear that on the radio. Or every time he's scoreless, they've lost. One or the other. Yeah. Something like that, anyway. Um, Dylan Shield pops up for a couple of goals. That's his first in um, uh, Essendon Colours. Yeah. It's t- taking him a little while. 
Yeah, I mean, he's had to work his way back in. He's still, like, probably has been 100% from the start of the season. So, uh, finding a role for him at forward's probably been handy in not having him bear the brunt of uh, inside work in the midfield. Um, you got to say, keeping uh, Nat Fife to just the 24 touches, that's a, you, you take that. Absolutely. Walking into Every the game. Every week. The, the David Mundy, though, he got a bit loose at times. And he's one of those ones that you don't, I mean, immediately say he's one that we really got to seriously worry about. But when it comes down to the crunch, time and time again, he proves that he's definitely up for the challenge. Well, it's game 304 or whatever it is for yeah. him. And he's their second best midfielder by yep. a, a country yeah. mile. He's boomer halving this season. Yeah, you know, he's playing like, his best footy. Legitimately, he could look at uh, getting towards the... Well, he'll, he'll hit 350, you'd think, yeah. and he could get towards the 400 area. Um, I mean, 400 is still a long way off. That's still five years. But, I mean, yeah, 350, I, I could see it. Like, yeah, it it's sure. a, a legitimate target well, for who, him. Who'd be the biggest at the moment? Probably Burgoyne, yeah? Yeah, by mile. He's, what, 370, 380? Shit, that much? Yeah, yeah he's, oh. he's right up there. Um, I'll check those numbers, but it's, it's about three, 360, 370. Yeah, I thought it was around the 360. Uh, yeah, anyway, um, Walters also was very busy all day. And um, oh, who was the other one? Zach Merritt. Um, yep, he's, he's yeah. plenty of the ball. Patch as well. Great, great season. Uh, great couple of seasons, actually. Um, but, um, Adam Saad was the other one. Uh, he's having an absolute belter of a year. Yeah. Because normally he's been really good at that run out of halfback, but then fucking butchers the ball. Still does that a little bit. But uh, more often than not, he's able to find a short target rather than that long blast kick that got him in so much trouble at Gold Coast. Yeah. yeah. Um, Who would you compare him to in the AFL? Well, it's Basha Hooley or... Racist! Jay- <laughs> <laughs> or Johannesson. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for you to bring it up. I'm like, shit, I've got a force issue. <laughs> uh, I'd compare him to Aaron Sanderlands. I know, I just didn't want to be racist. <laughs> Um, Larry Bird. <laughs> Let's compare him to him. He just comes up short, literally. <laughs> yeah, half a foot short. Uh, three sixty-three for Burgoyne. Foot and a half. Wow. So there you go. Shit. Um, all right. So uh, that was that one. Um, on to the Hobart Saturday night game. I still think it's cruel putting on night games in Hobart. Oh, it's terrible. It's uh, terrible. North and the yeah. Swans. Now, Josh, it's your team. Am I being? Weird that I'm more glass half full for this one with well, North. First time we've got to answer our uh, oh, question yes. of the week from Swans fan Steve Footy asking, "What's the best place to watch footy? Not in fucking Perth, not in fucking <laughs> Tasmania, that's for sure. Certainly not a night game in Tassie. Yeah, uh, during, yeah. The, during the day it's it's okay. Well, you're still in Tasmania though. It's a suburban uh, footy ground though, so yeah. Yeah. you can back the Ute up, bring the beanbag. Yeah, but I actually uh, like that. I like the fact that take your teammates' um, wife for the game because you know, there's there's different. a breeze down one end. Yeah. And that kind of thing. Because, you know, when we played uh, footy there's a, in... There's a breeze down both ends. They both touched the coast. <laughs> <laughs> but when we played footy, you had that home ground advantage. You're like, all right, there's a breeze to this end now. But in about an hour and a half, it's, it's going to be fucking blowing a gale the other way. So we'll uh, we'll go with it right now and then come home with a breeze too. Yeah. But yeah, just to actually answer the question. Uh, level two on the wing of any ground, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I like to be. It just you don't want to be too close to the fence because the grounds are curved. Dome. And you can miss it a little bit. Yeah, you miss the far side, and you only get a good set, uh, sense of depth. Yeah, so I always say the back of level yeah. one or the front of level two. Yeah, see, I want to yeah, understand how wide the grounds are. They're yeah. pretty fucking wide. I want to tell the MCC something about that. I think the uh, bulbous grounds are a waste of fucking time. Make them concave. So that actually has a puddle in the middle. Yeah, so it's a bowl. So when the ball's bouncing on the boundary line, it just bounces in. And they can keep running and keep going. So they're worrying about this 666 thing or deliberate out of bounds. Fuck it. Just make it an absolute bowl and the ball will actually curve. Or why not just put the indoor cricket nets up over the whole field so it never goes out of bounds? 
one hand off the off the roof. Well, we could have. Oh, we can look at that. Yeah, if we had the bowl, we could have UFC there. Make Joe Rogan really happy. Gladiator ready. North won two quarters uh, of this game, um, being the first and the last out of out of the blocks uh, really really quickly. But I thought there was more positives for North in this game than the bad quarters they played because the bad quarters they were just absolutely horrible. You will never play that badly again. The good quarters. Oh, that, that's a big call. Oh, some of it was absolutely dreadful. Yeah. Right? Um, but I thought there was more positives here, even though they lost. I think there was there was positives for individual players. I think uh, Simpkin was uh, particularly good, even though he was wasteful uh, around goal. He's taken those shots, and that's what he's paid to do. Uh, he's also paid to make them, which he didn't quite do a couple of times. But uh, like that dribble kick he did, uh, mate, that's bread and butter. That should be straight through the middle. Um Fucking dribble kicks. <laughs> well, I mean, if you can make them, that's fine. But when you miss them, you look like a dick. Um, the thing I think it exposed most in, most in North was their uh, tap structure is one-dimensional. Goldie did a couple of back, back taps, but almost all the time, he's tapping forward of the pack right in front of himself to Cunnington, Anderson, Zeebel, or Higgins. And all of them were bracketed by uh, Swans players on each side. So anytime they tried to get the handball out, they either had to handball back towards Goldie or try and do a little uh, around-the-corner handball to someone who could be yeah. covered by the person bracketing the, the ball carrier, which, to me, it's it's old-school footy, and it works well when you've got someone like Cunnington. But he had a rare off game, this one. Like He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't as dominant as he often yeah, is. Yeah, 23 touches and a goal. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, no, but, I mean, that's what he should be getting because he's a, a fucking leader of that club. Yeah, but yeah. if you weren't expecting old-school footy from John Longmire, then what the fuck were you planning for? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought um, it was more. Uh, it does seem more of a structural thing because yeah. uh, Goldstein was winning uh, quite a few of those taps, and it didn't convert into clearances. So yeah, you know something something's gone pear shaped there. Um, I thought where they really lost it though, like you, you have a look at the stat sheet, and Benny Brown's had a quiet night, but that doesn't tell the story because uh, North were bombing it forward every chance they got, especially in that last quarter where they just couldn't because the Swans yeah. went, no, this is not yeah. happening. Look, We're flooding back and Alira Lear is going to sit 20 metres in front of um, Ben Brown and anything in the air, he's going to mark it. Yeah. Ben Brown's not Wayne Carey. You can't no. make Pagan's paddock him. He's a lead-up mark. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, he's a very accurate kick and, you know, he's probably still in the top five in the Coleman, even though he had a quiet one. Yeah. But um, you can't let them do that to him, which means Larky needs to be running sideways, yeah, and Mason Wood needs to well, be doing something. You've got to be hitting up passes. You can't just bomb it in long. And in that last five minutes, but again and again they yeah, did, and they had the ball. Like that's the thing. Like North um, had three players with more than thirty touches. They had the ball. They just didn't look after it and find another avenue to go. It's but a common error for them though. As if well. you're gonna, yeah, yeah, it's been a common error for twenty years. But if you're going to bomb it in, bombing it into the square is the worst spot because it's so yeah. easy to put it through. Yeah. Um, and if you lose it, it comes back at you. Bombing it in 25 out is sort of a better spot, but even better, pick a target. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's yep. uh, back your players. Yeah, footy's pick, a, pick a, lead and trust a, your skills. a fairly easy game when you have low straight kicks in your forward 50. Because guys like Brown, you put it uh, in front of him and he's able to run to the ball, he'll mark it nine times out of 10. Yeah. yeah. And granted, you know, it might take him 10 minutes to convert the goal with his run up, but. Six points, six points. Run with that. Yep. On the flip side, for Sydney, I think one of the most impressive for me has been uh, Parker's reaction to almost the phasing out of the old guard of Sydney and young yep. kids coming up and performing week after week. I feel like 
I don't know if it's coincidental, yeah. but Parker has lifted his game uh, yeah. along with these these young kids coming through, pushing for his position. Yeah, well, I Blakey think... was principal among that. He was yeah. very fucking special. Well, yeah. I, the thing about Parker, I think that they've been trying to play him forward a little bit, yeah. almost in that uh, Dusty Martin type of role, you know, yeah. midfielder that goes forward all yeah. the time. Um, with Josh Kennedy being a late out, yeah. they couldn't do it. They said, we need a bull in the middle and you're yeah. the best. He's the best ball user they've got. Yep. Um, and is attack on the ball, especially well, for that position. Yeah, yeah, uh, they they need him to be to be doing that. Um, mm. So I, I think they should really like. Yes, he can take a good mark and go forward. Forget it. You yep. need him in the middle. Just leave him there. Don't yeah. worry about it. And give him a bit more free reign to run around that yeah. that uh, center forward line because you've got Heaney who can do those special things in front of goal as well. So yeah. they don't necessarily full on need him there. Mm. And Heaney had a good one. Obviously, actually. Jake Lloyd in the back line's been absolutely gun for them. Yep. Um, uh, Alira Alira is starting to find his feet, but still like a couple of years off. Well, they're playing to his strengths very well. Yeah, I mean they, they, they have stand to stand in front yeah. of the full forward. Otherwise, it'd be a liability. Yeah, there are no pack marks happening in our back line because of you. Yeah, um, usually he marks more than he did this week, but yeah, um, still, especially in that last quarter, he did what was, he had to do. Yeah, against, he like, did a lot of spoils. Man, yeah, absolutely, he did. Plus, yeah. the, the height that North Melbourne can push forward <laughs> is like nothing to. You know, to undersell because yeah. they might not be the highest scoring team, but they have a lot of enough talent in there that if you're undersized or going for pack marks, they can yeah, expose they can punish you. you. Well, they've got the height, but not the weight. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Without Magic, at least. Um, but with that, Higgins was kept by uh, Ryan Clark, who's yeah. an ex-North player. Yeah. Uh, gave an absolute toweling, yeah. really. Twenty touches, which is very low for Higgins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what that meant was Brad Scott did a pretty smart move of moving Zebel into the middle. 35 touches, yeah. 8 tackles, mm, 10 yeah. marks. Uh, best on ground for my money. And, you know, I might be biased, but yeah. those are pretty fucking good stats. Yeah, um, it, but it says more that, you know, in the early parts of the year where he's sitting in full forward for, or the forward 50 for half a half a game or three quarters of a game, it's like, he, he's too good for that. You yeah. can't be mm. waiting for the ball up there. You need him in the middle. You know, and then um, Zerha can play his role in the yeah. forward 50. Or, you know, half a, Mason Wood or half a dozen other guys. Um being that absolute bull in the middle, um, he's too good at it to ignore it. You know, you, you've got to play him there. That, that's how I feel anyway. Yeah, I think the plan has been, uh, you've got Anderson and Cunnington to, to sort of play that bull role. Yeah. So they wanted some outside uh, speed, which is why they've got, uh, you know, Simpkin, Dumont yeah. and uh, Polek. Yeah, I just I don't think they're as good at it as what Zebel is. No, I think Zebel is, like, Actually, some people have given him crap as a, as captain. I think he is by far and away the best captain North could have at the moment. And probably, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, people will argue about that because people do. But when you need someone to inspire the team, he is one of the blokes that will absolutely bust a cut to make it happen. Yeah, and that's all we can ask from a captain. That's it. Um, on to Port Adelaide and the Suns. I didn't see much of this game because I was doing family shit. But uh, what I did see, the Suns held up for a half. Um, and gave their best, but it was always just going to be too much talent um, on the on the port side of things. And I feel like the Suns are coming yeah. back to the pack, like where we expected them to finish. It was kind of a blowout Sunday, really. Um, not not a great day for footy, to be honest, of all three matches. But um, yeah, again, the Suns. We talk about honourable losses. This was not not even that. Well, they, I mean, they were still ahead for a little bit in the third quarter, but they kicked one goal, one one goal. One goal, two for the second half. So, I mean, I mean, I know there's a little bit of rain out there and stuff like that, but it's. I, I do feel like an honourable loss is not an insult in this case because um, everyone thinks they've got the worst list in the AFL. 
they're trying though. And you can see like they got Sexton and Wits and a, a few other players. Geez, they're doing their roles well. No, that, very true, very true. Um, and to be honest, I'd rather play there than Carlton at the moment, even though Carlton have the better list. And that's yeah, that's not giving the Sun shit. Uh, probably giving Carlton shit if anything. Um, uh, Rosie chips in for another couple of goals. I think he'd be leading all first year players when it comes to goals. But um, yeah, he continues sure, on. Sure. Um, with if Carlton fall away, you know, he might start to make a run for that NAB Rising star. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, Port Adelaide might be sleeping on a few people here because they've got a lot of outs, um, both their captains and Robbie Gray and um, uh, Watts, who obviously won't come back this year, and Dixon, who might not come back this year. If they start to get a few of those players back, like Minor Jonas, premiers, you reckon? Uh, <laughs> won't go that far, but you know what? They could worry top teams again. I mean, they beat West Coast and West Coast uh, Well, last I mean, week. they fucking should. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, if uh, Robbie Gray says, you know, I'm heading somewhere, or Ollie Wines, or even Paddy Ryder, um, or uh, Rosie and Butters as well, the way they're looking, you're talking to them. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah. Uh, like they're, they're almost becoming the Carlton where, or the GWS, where they're picking up good good young kids, but the question is whether they can keep them, because there's going to be the vultures circling around for sure. Yeah. Well, they they have had a pretty good culture for that. They, they actually, have, I mean, yeah. you know, last year they did lose Pollock, Pittard and Wingard. Um, yeah, but they got used to them. They got Burton and yeah. uh, they didn't lose with their prime. Picks, picks. Uh, they didn't lose with their prime. Are they going to maybe lose some young kids? No, very true. So I think they came out. Uh, well, I wouldn't say ahead completely, but they didn't come out. Uh, they're happy. They're, yeah. they're okay. They're okay yeah. with it. If um, right now, if they got a chance to reverse those trades, they wouldn't do it. Hundred yeah. uh, percent. Mind you, if you got a chance to pick up Connor Rosie, you'd fucking take it. Yeah, exactly. Fuck yeah. Um, and I think Travis Spoke is one of the best examples of um, relieving the captaincy has been a, a burden off him because yeah. he's playing his best footy for five or six years. Almost his career. Yeah. Like, Go close. That's how important he's much more mature now. Well, um, you don't have to be, be doing everything, but what you have to do has to matter. I think well, yeah. he's way more impactful with the touch that he has. Well, I don't have the worst memory, but uh, I don't have the best one either, That'd to be honest. Shit. But uh, every time I think of a Travis Spoke highlight, it's from this season. I, I, I can't think of his highlight from five years back. I was just, I was when you mentioned Travis Burke, I went, I hate that cunt. And I was like, <laughs> no, that's Brad Ebert. All right, on to uh, the MCG game with uh, Richmond and the Hawks. Um, I do like that after the game, it's just, uh, Clarkson's like, no, this is just a fair representation. They're that much of a better side than us. I'm like, yeah, it's, it is. That's what I saw. Well, I thought that it was almost a credit to Hawthorne with how long they stuck in there because the, the, oh, it was obvious the mistakes they were making was especially um, entries into 50 yep. and uh, a little bit of uh, trepidation in uh, getting numbers around the ball, especially on wings when, yep. when there was uh, packs. So it was just transitioning across from your defensive zone or your attacking, uh, your attacking formation into your defensive zone. When they got time to set it up, they did it very well. And there were a lot of times where they caught Richmond out with just too many hand passes or kicks in the back line yep. and got enforced turnovers. Well, they just couldn't do it for four quarters. They switched it well around the back, but yeah. um, it became, you know, missing simple set shots um, yep. in front of goal. Yeah. Three goals, eight at yep. half time. You, know, you should be leading. Yeah. Um, and a few other times they'd be, you know, 40, 50 out and nobody wanted to take the shot. They'd yep. be like, no, no, we, we can do better. We can do better than this. Yeah. Um, but. That sort of creeps in when you've missed some easy shots or exactly. some, sorry, I shouldn't say easy, some gettable shots. And then you go, you know what? I want an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it goes down the other end and uh, Caddy kicks a, a snap from nowhere in yeah. the, out of the middle of the, the pack. Toe poker. That goes through and you're like, well, we worked hard and had a set shot from yeah. 40. 
he does that and he goes through and it just it takes it away from you. Well, especially I thought Bruce worked very, very hard in the forward line and uh, missed some snaps so that he proved with later shots he could get very easily. Um, so I don't know if it's just a bit of composure or just not a good day, um, but I feel like he should have had five goals, maybe six. Yeah. You've had a, exactly. it, it, was, it was in perfect position, playing exactly how he should, just the finish just wasn't quite there. Yeah, I mean, he still kicked three, but you're yeah. right, he should have kicked five or six. Yeah. Which with uh, the Ruckstocks struggling at uh, Richmond, uh, Soldo got uh, reported again, didn't he? Or, or did he, uh, he? He got a game. He got did a game. He? That's right. How oh. unlucky is he? Like, cause I was, That's right. I, was I, game. I didn't, see I didn't even see it, but I've seen the vision since he uh, elbowed James Warple. And oh, right. the play wasn't on. He walked up to him and elbowed him in the head. All right, well, but fair enough. That's, that's a fine, fine, isn't it? Well, it's it is these days. It's been a fine the oh, last yeah, six right. or seven shit, times this happened. Shit. I didn't realize I was supposed to be outraged. <laughs> <laughs> so he got a game, but. It didn't break anyone's ribs. I mean, I mean, if Bolton didn't play such an awesome game, I'd probably be more outraged. <laughs> well, you need it now, oh, you fuck. know, with Vancouver still going down. But they've got to challenge it because yeah. the AFL's told everyone, to elbow to that. And then <laughs> Warple got up straight away yeah. and didn't go off, didn't do Quite a concussion test or yeah. anything. So he has to be a fine. Yeah. You've got to challenge it. Well, I know people complain about umpiring and MRP all the time, but it's fucking warranted here. I mean, it's so inconsistent. Yeah, exactly. That's the only thing. It should have been. It should be yeah. one game. Yeah. But so should have all the others. And if you're not going to pay all the others, then this has to be a fine. Yeah, yeah and it would suck for this to be the because I think that was something that um, one of the um, commentators talked about. Uh, might have been Damien Barrett yeah. or someone. Yeah, yeah someone I, know, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, <laughs> saying how you can't let the stars off and some no name, which and then make an example of a no name, which. Solo probably wouldn't want to be described as a no-name, but let's be honest, he fucking is. Yeah, but he's not an applet or a fife, is he? Exactly. Yeah, I should know. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, pull your fucking socks up. Just If it's a game, it's a game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't need to do it, obviously. <laughs> there was no point. But yeah. I believe that Richmond has to challenge it. It has to happen. Well, I'm sure they will. Um, Vikings, like, their evidence should just be the uh, fife and uh, ablet incidents. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. other ablet incident. Um, we had the dusty of old in this game, though. Oh, did he turn it on? Right from the get-go. I think he had 12 or 13 touches in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, and there was one stage, it was 10 clearances to two. Yeah. Uh, and but, he had five. But those a lot of those clearances weren't clean clearances. They were like, they come down, uh, a little bit of like, somehow he just end up with the ball in his hands. Yeah. You don't yeah. really know how. It's just a little paddle here and knocking out someone's hands and all of a sudden he's got it and kicked forward. Yeah. Way go. And I thought Prestia as a backup was awesome as well because if yeah. Dusty wasn't getting it, then Prestia was yeah. right there. Probably one of his better. And Ellis, uh, th- those three. Yeah. Um, probably... All three of them had their best game for the year. Yeah. One of the oddest moments of this game, because we're actually at the game, is um, if you're a supporter and you're going to sledge <laughs> everyone around you, stay the four quarters. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Because there was a, a Hawk supporter who was like, Dusty, where's your dad? And it was kind of like, Whoa, New Zealand. Jesus uh, Christ. Everyone, everyone knows this. This is this is well-established fact. Well, and then he was just getting into everyone around him, just every chance. And look, Richmond players were, uh, supporters, supporters were getting into him too. That's, well, I'm not uh, abdicating anything there. No, oh, absolutely not. We'll be the first ones to... Yeah. I, I did... Now, I wasn't fully paying attention because, you know, nuffies. Yeah. Um, I did feel like there was one Richmond supporter that was had a go for, let's say, 30 seconds. Yeah. And then this Hawthorne supporter had a go for... Oh, it was a good five or six minutes, wasn't it? I was right. going to say three quarters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm only saying that because that's what I, how I was there for. Um, but then I saw him fuck off early and I'm like, nah, uh, nah. Okay. If you're going to throw out shade, you stay oh. until the final oh. siren. Well, see, I didn't even notice him until the final like five minutes or so where he was going on. And I just thought, mate, just fuck off. Like, And you had a good point, Josh. It's like... Uh, what was it you said? Uh, remember that time I won an argument with a no-name 
Somebody I didn't know at the MCG? Yeah. No, <laughs> no. of course you don't. Yeah. Like, well, what are you trying to win here? And that was the thing too. Like He's being a fucking tool. And, uh, and some Richmond, a fucking tool. Yeah, some Richmond guys uh, give him stickers. You know, they're allowed to. I'm not saying they're not because you, you paid your money to get in. You can have a chat, yeah. whatever. But, uh, you know, he's like, ha, ah, fucking chatty. And was like, yeah, remember that time uh, I out-argued to do the G? No, because I didn't fucking do it and I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And no one fucking cares to hear no you anyway. Shit. No, no, no. Can you just imagine no him going shit. home and just going, oh, I fucking showed some bloke? Yeah. No one cares, you mate. You could yell out the best advice ever. No one there is going to actually listen to it. No. You, know, you are a wanker. On no the way in. The best you could do is try and say something funny. Yeah. On the way exactly. in, yeah. I was. Uh, I took a bit longer to get in because uh, they actually had security at the gate. I was trying to get into because some supporter was screaming about they're trying to take over our country. I won't say which team he was from because it's not fucking relevant. But uh, just because a black guy wanted to scan him, like he lost the oh, fucking you block. Jesus, yeah. oh, fuck. Right. He was wearing. I, honestly, when you were framing this, I thought there would have been an Aboriginal person going in saying they're taking over our country. Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, he was no. wearing two hats simultaneously. That, that's fucking and weird two alone. Faces. See, if some dude turns up wearing two hats, I'm fucking stopping them because that's weird shit. Well, especially if, if they weren't both Richmond and Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> like, where the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> no, it was one team. <laughs> but, fucking yobos. And um, and uh, I'm just saying, don't be a cunt. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty much all it comes down to. I think yeah. also for the Tigers... Um, uh, what is most impressive was I watched the the uh, beast Vf- the VFL, VFL game. Um, lots of talent that have done, done really good things yeah. in there. With um, fucking who's been missing out last couple weeks? I've always forgotten his name. Uh, a lot. Um, um, I've said that before. A good VFL team means a good AFL team. Well, exactly. We're seven and zero now. Yeah, I think sure. undefeated. Yeah. After the Hawks really put it to us in the first quarter. Um, I can't remember. He's, he's fighting for Castagna and Liam Baker's role and fucking oh, Steve. Someone else. Nah, no, not, not, not Stevie. Not Stevie. Uh, anyway, anyway, lots of talent in the VFL coming through. But I feel like almost we're getting a little bit away from our small man um, game. attacking game because, yeah. only because we've got players like Sydney Stack and, and Bolter. Who, I remember there was one point where Bolter kicked 60 metres off one step yeah. and went over yeah, the defence. pretty fucking impressive. Unfortunately, it landed in Liam Baker's <laughs> lap and he didn't realise... Like it was almost like he was laughing at how ridiculous that play was and got ran down and caught holding the ball straight away. Yeah, I got a feeling that was Timmy O'Brien that ran him down. Yeah, but still, it's like fucking impressive that he just turned yeah. around, saw him there that far away, knew, yep, I can get it there, and went straight over the defense. That's just a funny thing for me. There was not much uh, biff in this game. Like, there was a few, a couple of hard hits. Oh, there was oh, Lynch. There was a report, which is Yeah, a couple Sicily. of hard hits. But yeah. it, actually, Sicily. Two reports. Um, but they were, they were going at it like they were fucking old school mates. So yeah. I don't know if they are or not. Well, actually, even Caddy got in there for a bit. I mean, you know, I've, I've said uh, pre-season and everything. I'm a fan of every team's cunt, and Sicily is definitely Hawthorne. What about Caddy though? Caddy seems like that sort of cunt that, that like only Richmond people. Oh love. no, no, it's Revolt. It's Revolt, hundred percent. Really? Yeah, yeah shit, he is the go. cunt. I feel like yeah. Caddy's really creeping up on that one though. He, he's attempting it, <laughs> but to, cuntiness is natural. You've got to have it in you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. Sicily is. Uh, he lives and breathes it. Yeah, he, he's the um, the. Turbo cunt. <laughs> now, He's unapologetic about it. Who won that matchup between Sicily and Lynch? Because Lynch had nine touches. But Sicily, Sicily got four to kick a goal. Uh, Sicily he? didn't kick a goal, no. no he, he had a shot. Sicily had 22. But, he had a couple uh, of out-of-bounds in the full that the crowd loved. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he, he had plenty of intercept marks, and I thought he had a great game. I but, thought Sicily did I it. thought Sicily had enough. But Lynch kicked three goals. Yeah, but... But like, they were, Lynch should have kicked what, more than that. Yeah, yeah. One of them was for a fifty meter penalty, but still, yeah. I mean, that was his ball. I thought Lynch had a great game, and most impressive was his uh, still continued ability to just find a way through a pack and and get in the front spot and take yeah. the mark. They're not impressive marks. They're not high flying marks. 
He somehow, somehow wiggles his way through all the other defenders and yep. gets there. Um, so I, I still think Sicily won that that battle, only because a lot of Lynch's stuff as as well was uh, not necessarily on Sicily. Yep. Well, I other think, things uh, we got, got free. If we're using the uh, the UFC model, uh, he had octagon control yeah. and aggression. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'd give him a 10-9 for uh, four rounds. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, didn't go to a championship round because it was a knockout, but still. Yeah. Um, it's... Uh, I think that with Hawthorne, uh, big boy going down, Mitchell Lewis going down. There's like a lot of two on stocks. the bench for most of the game. Yeah, well, those. Awesome. But I mean, I mean, yeah, okay. It's, then your ruck stocks are limited, but so are Richmond's. Yeah, and we weren't winning clearances. We're winning hitouts. We yeah. weren't winning clearances anyway. Yep. Um, so it, it didn't. It wasn't the reason. Yeah. But um, I did think, and those two are not running players, so they're not. You're not missing out on rotations out of the midfield. Yeah. When it came to the final quarter, when the game was done. Richmond was still running hard. Hawthorne were cooked. Well, that was They're it. just not as fit. It's a funny fucking season, really, in that one of the top five most dominant players in the comp is a Ruckman. Yeah. And probably 14 teams are running with inadequate Ruckman yeah. through injury well, or through they, list. They just they don't exist, though. In this, in this game, I thought Hawthorne showed that they know how to be Richmond. They just can't do it. You couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, Maybe the A squad, they could have. But um, they oh, didn't have I don't it. think they got the Neither Richmond. But you're right. Could have. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not a definite, though. If Richmond had their A squad, they win. Yeah. There's no question. Um, on, on never know you're like in the big city. Yeah. Um, on to the final game. Giants-Carlton. Don't want to talk about. Oh, fuck me. Couldn't care. The Mumford got off uh, for that hit on uh, Chris. No one was watching. No, not, not Chris. <laughs> Murphy, sorry. Murphy, yeah. Broke um, a couple Mumford, of ribs. Mumford got off too as well. Oh, no. That's yeah. literally what I just said. I thought you said no Murphy. Yeah. Right. No, yeah, on Murphy. Murphy. Broke oh, his right, ribs. Right. Um, because I, I saw it the first time I watched it, I'm like, oh yeah, it's a hard bump. And then they go, no, oh, no, he need him. I'm like, I, I couldn't quite really see the knee. I saw the him. knee was around the area. Well, that's what the uh, MRO eventually said was that it was more thigh than knee. I'm like, oh, that's mm. okay, fair enough. They, they, so he lives to f- play another day. Yeah, I mean, Mumford is what 115 kilo. Oh yeah, easy. Yeah, um, 72 years old and. Yeah. and Probably he's been on the snag since, so he's probably up to 120. Um, that's just what happens when you have a, a big bloke hit a smaller bloke who's yeah. not protecting themselves. Yeah. And and bending down for the ball. I mean, Murphy didn't do anything wrong. He couldn't protect himself, but yeah, it's the way it happens. Dan Butler I mean, was the guy I was thinking of. There you are. I mean, if you can't dodge a, a massive fucking unit coming at you. <laughs> so it's Murphy's fault is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and oh, I'm actually glad they didn't penalise that in a way. Because, I mean... Uh, Mumford's not shy in uh, taking a few cheap shots. I'm not suggesting he's the cleanest player, but mm. the the game is a contact sport, and sometimes that's just what happens when a wrecking ball hits a basketball. Yeah. Um, Finlayson kicked a few more goals. He, nice little handful there, and it's good to see uh, Lids um, chip in for a couple as well. Yep. But I mean, it was a training run for him. I think um, one of his five games per year. Almost. Yeah. Um, GWS win by nearly a hundred points, and Jeremy Cameron goalless. Two weeks in a row. Weird. Who would have thought that? Well, yeah. yeah. All right, on to round 10, because I don't want to talk about that game anymore. It wasn't worth it. No. Uh, Neither did Carlton Sports. No. Um, Friday night, we've got the Swans hosting Collingwood. Um, this is the... What, what a game to be hosting Collingwood, because it's Indigenous round. Oh, and, and the Adam wow. Goods documentary comes out. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. I'm expecting uh, massive amounts of racism. Well, to be fair, Collingwood has championed a lot of Aboriginal players. And, Except uh, for their leader, who, who has been against fucking anyone that's black. Who? Eddie Maguire? No? No, he, he made a... He hasn't been... He, the, he's had uh, some... He's Nicky, had some Nicky pretty, Wimmer, Adam Goods. He, that's all he needs to know. He's had yeah. some ordinary comments. 
Yeah, um, he's I'm, had some ordinary comments. He's a fucking racist, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was pulling back from that because he, he has the lawyers yeah, to fucking sue us. he's a fucking racist. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Uh, so, Sydney, Collingwood. <laughs> Uh, I'm, uh, I'd well, love to see Sydney win. Um, who gonna, who's going to tip anyone but Collingwood here? Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah, sorry, the other thing is, obviously, like I said, Indigenous Round, Adam Goods' documentary is coming out. Um, Buddy Franklin's still injured, and yeah. Travis Varco uh, is likely to accept a one-match ban, which means there are no Aboriginal players playing in this game. Shit. So, really? uh, yeah, it didn't work out for the AFL marketing department in that respect. That's yeah. fucking... But, yeah, Collingwood all the way. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think how many other Aboriginal players are running around those two teams, but um... well, uh, well, actually, Isaac uh, Quainer. Well, I, I, oh, I might be getting in trouble there because I'm not sure if he's uh, Indigenous or not. But uh, he's running around in the two, so he's just started, so he might still not be ready to come in yet. Yeah. Um, Hawthorne and Port Adelaide down in Hobart. Uh, Ooh, I think, see, I said this one's a really tough one because if if it was in Adelaide, I'm yeah, Port all the way. Port should win. Yeah. Um, yeah. Down there. Um, I think it'll be a bit more of a toss-up. Uh, yeah, but Lysette and Ryder and no big boy. Yeah, that that does hurt a lot. The yeah, height difference. Um, I guess it depends on how um, how Port pull up as well, and also uh, Hawthorne. Yeah, but oh, I'd say Port. You got to say Port. I'm yeah. going Hawks. Really? Yeah, I think we haven't got enough of our hey, best team out there. All right. Don't look at me like I'm an expert. I'm fucking. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. My tipping. Looking like you're just as drunk as I am. Thank you. I'm working uh, on it. Bulldogs and North at Marvel. Fuck it's me. It's going to be a fucking great game, this one. You reckon? I think like it's going to be a test of the quick run of Bulldogs against, I don't know, North. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, the last three games have been less than a goal in it. They have, they have been rippers. I was trying to find something. <laughs> against the... I was going to make the hardness. I'm like, this is a while ago. North. No, not... Yeah. I'd say yeah, Cunnington, and I was like, and I ran out <laughs> after that. I'd say Cunnington, Anderson, Zebel are pretty hard ass bastards, but you know, I'm obviously biased. Yeah, um, and I think Libertore is just fucking loose. So I, I really want to see yeah. Libertore. You don't know if he's going to rock up. Well, I, I'd really like to see uh, Libertore and Anderson get together at some stage because that'd be a fucking party. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'd love to see of... that as well. Yeah. Bit before we play them. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could end up fucking anywhere. I think Norton might uh, might it's come like back. The King Street, though. Well, if Norton comes back, it'd be fucking interesting. Um, yeah, it'd be a big game. Just because who like Tarrant's probably too slow to play on him. Thompson is too old. Um, <laughs> Thompson's dirty though. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, got the old man. I like it about. Yeah. As I've said, I do like the cunt in the team. <laughs> yeah. And Thompson is a hundred percent North, which is kind of funny about the last match because um, uh, I think it was Rampy was trying to rough Thompson up. It's like, mate, he went toe-to-toe with Barry Hall. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Granted, granted he didn't win that one. No, he didn't win, but he, <laughs> he wasn't was, afraid. He was the instigator. <laughs> what? That takes balls. <laughs> sometimes big ball and, yeah. and sometimes too big. I'm, I'm not suggesting he was smart to do that, mate, but you, uh, he ain't going to back down. You climb as many poles as you like. You're not going to intimidate him. No. Um, but, but, anyway, I'm on the dogs. Yeah. Uh, I, I think if North can uh, shut down the bond, they should be able to do it. Um, that's a big if. Yeah. Um, oh. Come back here. Uh, Crows and Eagles at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, you know what? Ooh. Fairly decent game here. Yeah, it's. I think stylistically they match up really well. The Eagles are a big side, but they've shown that they can wobble this year. Um, but Adelaide Oval is actually one of their happy hunting grounds. Yeah, I feel like it might actually play into their strength with their new MCG Oval. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the correlation is, but fuck it. <laughs> uh, the dimensions are similar. Yeah. See, I actually like Adelaide for this solely because I don't think West Coast are really. They want to win, but they're yeah. not uh, do or die, whereas Adelaide fucking are. Yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah. They every loss at home 
really fucking stinks for them. Oh, especially in the media. Oh, yeah. Um, they don't talk about anything else in Adelaide. Uh, Port can do whatever they want, but uh, mm. Adelaide are really under the scrutiny. Yeah. Um, and there was even criticism of Tex uh, last couple of weeks. So that's that's really yeah, where they're struggling. I still think you've got to chuck him down on the wing, chuck him in the middle or something. Get his, he's a big fucking dude. He's a big, big solid body. Chuck him in there. Yeah. I, I heard you up. say that before, and I think Tex just wanted to call up and say, could you fucking tell him uh, <laughs> stop that because I don't want to run? <laughs> Weirdly, um, Adelaide have won four of their last five, but their loss was their most impressive one for me. Yeah. Um, I just I don't know why I just haven't been that impressed with what Adelaide's been able to put together. And West Coast, you're right, have done enough. Yeah, well, Adelaide just have all the talent in two spots basically on the field. Yeah. So I yeah. think they need to trade out. Like Gibbs was great pickup. You got him because you wanted to come there, but you didn't need him. Yeah. Well, mm. you know they're staring down the barrel of the number one pick this year too. With yeah, uh... they'll fuck that up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm still picking the Eagles there. Go on, yeah, I'm going the Eagles as well. I'm on Adelaide for the roughie. About the fifth week I've gone against Adelaide. Uh, the Suns <laughs> and <on> two years. <laughs> the Suns and the Cats up at Metricon. We don't need to worry oh, about that yeah. one. Uh, Richmond and Essendon at the G um, for uh, uh, Dream Time. Dream yeah. Time. Yeah. Suns and the Cats is such a sure thing that uh, oh, Sportsbet paid out early. Yeah, we've we've skipped that one. <laughs> yeah. yep. But I had a joke for it. Sportsbet's paid out early. Uh, Good. Yep. What odds you get? Um, so Richmond and Essendon. Well, I mean, obviously, I think Tyler's going to win. It's probably like. We'll be up by 40 points at half time, win by three. Um, be interesting because you, you will need Bolter um, for this yeah, one. Yeah. Well, Is it Bolter or Salter who got reported? I've just gone Salter got, Salter got uh, reported. Salter, Bol- you Bolter will need Salter. Doing Salter. Fine. Yeah. Bolter is doing fine. So a stack. And I think both of them being able to switch out through pretty much full back through to full forward is going to be an incredible yeah. boost to us. Well, obviously, Dreamtime with the G being the highlight of Indigenous round. Yep. Um, I, think, I think it's going to be an amazing match, particularly for the Aboriginal players. Um, there's going to be obviously uh, Tipping Woody, uh, Stack, representative. Edwards. Um, Stack, Edwards. Edwards. Rioli played a really good game in the Bees last week, like yeah. for result, Rioli standards. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully he gets up then. Um, so well, it'll be he's presenting the forward line, but he's like defensive pressure, which is what we need him for was yeah. very good. I think he he provides a lot of problems for um, Essendon's back line because you can't put yeah. Saad on him because Saad needs to attack. Yeah, mm. you know. Uh, I think it'll be a fantastic matchup. Yeah. I think Richmond will be too classy, but uh, what could it's going to be a great game. It could definitely go either way. Yep, uh, I, I, exactly the same. I, I think Richmond, but you know, if um, if Danaher decides to come and play, um, yeah, he had uh, zero goals four last week. Um, yep. but Grimes and Danaher, that's a great matchup. I think. Yeah, well, I think they'll just drop Bolter back in that slot. Where Danaher yeah. leads him to, and he can kick it 60 metres and well, really get us in the front That's foot. it. I don't think Danaher's going to be taking many marks yeah. in the goal square. I think he's going to be trying 50 55. Yeah. Who wins shittiest moustache for this match? Oh, Danaher. Danaher, yeah, for yeah. sure. Danaher's in his own league when it comes to shitty moustaches. Yeah. Then we can talk. Side too. We can talk about everyone else after we've spoken about yeah, Danaher. That's, that's fair call. Um, the Giants are travelling to the MCG to face Melbourne. This is third versus 15th, and I can make a case for Melbourne. I'm too Melbourne. Yeah, I, I actually am. Yeah. Like, they, they did not play terrible last week, and that sort I, of style, I think, beats it's, Gita West. They've got to come good it's eventually. Weird. Gita right? West yeah. coming off from fucking huge win. Yeah. But I think Gorn but, showed that he puts his head down when he gets um, physicaled up, and I think Mumford's only trick is to rough Gorn up. Yeah. Well, Mumford's yeah. trick is to rough up the fucking... Everyone. The team. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> not, not the Ruckman. Like, well, yeah, but he probably has 20 great. kilos on Gorn. I mean, Gorn's no small lad. Yeah, but he's got a chance of someone roughing up back that one. So why the fuck would you take that risk? You go rough up the small kids. And everyone's going to talk about, all week about GWS's horrid record at the MCG. Um, and it's 
like it's going to come into play again because yeah. you know it's, it's Melbourne's home ground, obviously. To be fair, Melbourne's record the MCG not so great either. Yeah, well, well they've been all right the last year, not this year. Yeah, cor- yep, correct. The record ever had this year is shit. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm going to tip Melbourne as a big upset. That's fifteenth getting a win over third. Yep, but the, like the gap between fifteenth and third this year is smaller than probably any other time in regards to. Um, you know, the likelihood of upsets. Yeah. I like that because it means if I tip wrong, I'm I'm, I'm okay. It's just yeah. the, the teams that are wrong. Yeah, and like your long bets have got a better chance coming up. <laughs> no, I've uh, paused my sports bet. All right. <laughs> um, no, nah, I'm on uh, GWS. But Cameron's had uh, zero goals in the last two weeks, so you'd think he's due. But He'll kick what a bag. you're saying, if he kicks a bag, then they're fucked. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, St Kilda and Carlton at uh, Marvel Stadium. Oh, who gives a fuck cup? Uh, yeah, I think uh, this could be it for Carlton. Like, if they lose this one and lose it big, mind um, you, they will. On, the, on the flip side, will. if uh, Carlton do get up, St Kilda could go on tilt. Well, well I think St Kilda already—they already won for the season. Yeah, they're yeah, done. That's, that's yeah. fair enough. That's they're, fair enough. Their queue could be in the rack already. Yeah. Um, but this is—it could be that do or die attitude for Carlton in this game. Yeah. That could will them over the line. And don't forget, they, they're probably going to drop Daisy Thomas too, so that'll that'll help them. Um, I think Carlton are actually a better chance. I think, yeah. I think Saints are actually coming as a witness for Thomas. <laughs> Character witnesses. Yeah, Murphy obviously won't be playing. Yeah, I actually think the Saints will get up in this one. I think, I think they're showing good form. They've got a bit of belief with some kids, and they've figured out some problems with uh, getting away from a stacked forward line that yeah. they didn't need. Yeah, I think losing Murphy hurts them, but... Uh, the best player on the ground is going to be Cripps, and I think if he can get enough of the ball, he yeah. can probably will his side over. He, he was well held last week too, so he'd want to be getting off the chain. I think he'd be, he'd be champing at the bit, so I'm on Carlton. Uh, and finally, the Dockers are hosting Brisbane. You know what? This Ooh. could be a good one. Brisbane. I like it. I'm on Brisbane. I think it's an uh, amazing game this one. Lockie Neal's returning. Yeah. I think Lockie Neal's return, he'll he'll be motivated to step up a level, Fuck which yeah. for a guy that's averaging, what, 38 touches a season uh, for the a game for the season so yeah. far. Dangerously close to that amount, yeah. Uh, that's just off the top of my head. I'm, I haven't seen him get below 35 that I can recall. Uh, I, I think if he does decide to pull his finger out and make this his uh, finals practice match, he could just fucking set a record. And uh, I, I'd love to watch it. I'd love to watch Brisbane play anyway. But I think playing against a defensive Frio, they could really tear them up because Frio could get scared in the first quarter. I feel like Lockie Neal returning back to Frio, cashing up with his old mates, could get on the source number four. <laughs> could, be, could be his downfall. He's like, oh, sweet, I'm back here. You know, uh, I want to say no, but no. Uh, but uh, I'm going for Brisbane. Uh, Mum- Mumforditis. <laughs> Brisbane. Mumforditis. I think I'm yeah. going to tip Brisbane as well. I reckon they might have a bit of class. Yeah. I think, yeah, they'll get over the top in just speed. Yep. Oh, oh, oh meth. Oh, that's no, West Coast. <laughs> All right, the Lewis of this week. Have a good one. Right, peace. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a US-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.